From Sioki Studios in Ari Shapiro's shower, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Diana Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider the commercial race to space between Richard Branson, Jeff Bezos, and Elon Musk. We'll also consider the upcoming Tokyo Summer Olympic Games with Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator from ESPN's Sports Yell. And we'll consider that if Caitlin ate one-third of an apple pie and Chad ate three-eighths of the same pie, what fraction of the pie was eaten? Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Carby's, the new fast food casual dining experience that is just mountains of pasta, bread, rice, potatoes, and cake. Carby's, we have the carbs. And Axe Body Spray, now in three new exciting scents your drunk Tinder hookup will love. Taint with Pheromoning, and Plan B. Axe, half a bottle and you're good to go, bro. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. Sir Richard Branson and a crew of three others grazed the edge of space on Sunday in a rocket built by the British billionaire's company, Virgin Galactic. Branson is one of a trio of billionaire businessmen who have launched commercial space flight ventures. Jeff Bezos, the founder and executive chairman of Amazon and the owner of the Washington Post, is set to take his company, Blue Origin, to space on July 20th. Elon Musk, the CEO and chief engineer of SpaceX, has also been in pursuit of creating commercial spaceflight opportunities. Our own popular teenage girl, Melissa Reynolds, recently spoke to some of these super-wealthy space junkies about their expensive intergalactic ventures. Here is her report. It's totally a crazy, amazing time to be a billionaire. Richard Branson, Elon Musk, and that bald guy who owns Amazon... Jeff Bezos, are all, like, using their fortunes to get to space. It's apparently because any man who's worth a kajillion dollars has to explore the final frontier. I asked a couple of them about it. So, Sir Richard Branson, why space? I was a kid once, standing with my dad and my sister, looking up at the moon, being told that Buzz and Neil were standing on it. And I just thought, I've got to go to space one day. And now I have enough money that I can make that dream come true. I mean, a sacrilegious amount of money. But, like, what about NASA and, like, scientists and stuff? Ah, They're from the old school. Now it's time for those of us with debilitating wealth to conquer space for consumer purposes and also to make ourselves feel even bigger and more important than we already are. After a while, accumulating money and going bungee jumping with Bono gets old, so the conquest of space is a great way to spend your time and some of my massive fortune— Ah, did I mention I've hung out with Bono? Uh, yeah. I don't mean to sound rude, but couldn't you, like, give your money away to help people in impoverished nations or stop global warming rather than, you know, spend it on some vanity project? Uh, I I suppose I could, um, but I, I really don't want to. Space! Okay... With my luxury space missions aboard the VSS Unity, I want people to know that anything is possible. If you happen to be one of the wealthiest people on Earth. And soon, I will be one of the wealthiest people in the universe. Branson's Virgin Galactic aims to begin launching customers in 2022, with tickets selling for $250 
$1,000 a piece. More than 600 people have already purchased tickets for the Near Space Joyride. Oh, it's going to be incredible. And let's be honest, I want to shove my success in outer space in Elon and Jeff's dumb faces. They will be eating my moon dust when I open a Virgin Mega Store on the moon. Elon Musk was equally crazy when I asked him about his space plans. Uh, uh, no, no, ma- no matter who gets to space first, whether it's Branson or me or Bezos, SpaceX will come to dominate. It'll be amazing to fire my rockets, which are bigger, stronger, and sexier, past those other two idiots and their puny, flaccid, pathetic spacecraft. That's an interesting word choice, Mr. Musk. Thank you. I'm happy for Richard that, you know, he'll get to space first, but he will be eating my moon dust when I build a Tesla dealership on the moon. So this is, you know, just a vanity project, or do you want to actually help people? Well, well, we, we, we'll, we'll help people who have hundreds of thousands of dollars to burn realize their dream of floating weightlessly in the upper atmosphere and then returning safely to Earth for a catered lunch of caviar and waffles. Those are my two favorite foods. So your work in space is really just for you and your rich friends. Yeah, yeah, no, yes and no. Yes, we want to send the super rich to the ultimate fantasy camp, but we also want to conquer space before Branson and Jeff Bezos ruin it. It's very simple. My ego is not large enough for this planet anymore. Oh, well, thanks for your honesty, though. You're welcome. Would you like to come to space with me? Oh, my God. I mean, sure. Great. That'll be $500,000. I also accept Bitcoin and Cougar Rants. Wow, that's a very capitalistic attitude from those men. What did Bezos have to say? Um, he declined to be interviewed, so I just asked Alexa. Alexa, why is Jeff Bezos going to space? To conquer space and build an Amazon warehouse on the moon. In the untainted cradle of the heavens will be created a new super race. A race of perfect physical specimens in the image of Jeff Bezos. From their first day on Earth, they will be able to look up and know that there is law, order, and free prime shipping in the heavens. Ooh, yikes. I guess we're dealing with real-life James Bond villains now. Thanks for that unsettling report, Melissa. No prob! That was gossip reporter and popular teenage girl, Melissa Reynolds. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to the 2020 Olympic Games in Tokyo. They were postponed until this summer because of COVID-19, but the virus still hangs over the Games, as does a variety of controversies. Joining us to discuss the upcoming Summer Olympics are our friends Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator from ESPN's Sports Yell. Nice to have you back, guys. It's nice to be here. Hi, Dinah. So, the Tokyo Olympics start on July 23rd. Are you excited? Not at all. Nope. Oh, no. Why is that? The Olympics suck, Dinah. They suck so, so hard. Well, why do you say that? They've been going downhill for a long time. And frankly, the amount of controversy that accompanies them is just a real turnoff. Obviously. Whether it's arcane racist rules barring swimmers from wearing special diving caps made to protect natural female hair, or the corruption that always comes with bidding for the games, or the fact that the Olympics bankrupt cities that host them, they are just the worst. I probably won't watch any of them, to be honest. Agreed. What about the spirit of countries coming together and the dignity and unity of competition? All due respect to the athletes, that's bullcrap. 
I'm still outraged by the fact that Shakari Richardson, who was set for a star turn of the Olympics, will miss the games after testing positive for marijuana. It's completely ridiculous. First of all, everyone knows that marijuana isn't a performance-enhancing drug. And second of all, her positive test for marijuana only came after she used it as a way to cope with the unexpected death of her biological mother. It's a travesty. Obviously. Let's also not forget that spectators can't even attend the games in Tokyo because of the pandemic. Fewer than 15% of the Japanese population are fully vaccinated. And with all those people coming into the country, you know there's going to be some nasty flare-ups of the virus. It's completely irresponsible of the IOC and the people in Japan to allow this farce to happen. I'm done with this international farce. <sighs> it's a farce! You guys definitely make a strong case against the Tokyo Games. I doubt there's anyone who's more against the Olympics than me. Hold on, Rick. I bet I'm way more against the Olympics than you are. Oh, really, Cecil? I threw out my collection of Olympic pins that I collected for over 30 years. I even got rid of my special edition green jello one from the 2002 Salt Lake City Games. Well, I threw away my Speedo signed by Michael Phelps from the Beijing Games. Sure, it didn't fit me because of my ample posterior, but the real reason I got rid of it was in protest, and not because it showed absolutely everything. Guys, I don't think our listeners really care which of you dislikes the Olympics more. It's definitely me. No way, it's me. I highly doubt that. I threw out my Wheaties box autographed by Bruce Jenner. Yeah, but I know for a fact that you threw that out a couple of months ago when Caitlyn Jenner said she was running for California governor as a Republican. Yeah, you're right. She's such a hypocrite. How can you be trans and a Republican? I still hate the Olympics, though. Obviously. So, do you have any other thoughts about the Tokyo Games before we finish up? Yeah, don't watch. Obviously. There's lots of other good stuff out there. Yeah, like Loki. I just started Fleabag. God, isn't it tremendous? Obviously. Oh, yeah. Thanks for that insight, guys. That was Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator from ESPN's Sports Yell. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and Instagram, and you can follow us on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. To subscribe to the podcast, you can go to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Natalie Thorpe, Marianne Wetzel, Jeremiah Knight, Hobart Willis, and Spencer Cannon. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Agree. Wait, no. Sorry. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> oh, he's French. Obviously. 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 C'est de pontificator. Oui. Oui. Oh. I know no French. Yeah. Bon. <laughs>